When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the After the Show podcast, precious show. We don't care. All right, here we go. It is the KBJ after the show podcast. Podcast, 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 podcast. For your ass. Yeah, and then you can sell your poop. Peep, peep. That's how she said it. I got to listen to the end of the regular show to get that joke. Ah, oh, good. That's a, that's a good tease. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Got to bring them back. Got to listen to everything KBJ every day. That's the way it goes. Everything. A lot. I mean, honestly, if you uh, have not seen the KBJ horror movie yet, you add that in. Yeah, you got uh, uh, good heavens. Well, that's awesome. That's a lot of time. We're about got five thousand views on that, and a lot of people are leaving a lot of comments. We've already got more yep. comments on this one than we did with Grimsley. Nice. So the people are showing out for us. It's mm-hmm. very kind. Yeah. I watched it last night. Me and the whole family gathered around and loved it. Thank you. I wouldn't say all families should do that. <laughs> no, it's not a family movie, but if no. you are an it adult, a, it's good for you. Rocco, you know, we just don't care. Did He, he watched it, too. <laughs> he, did. he did. He did. Really? <laughs> he looked at us kind of funny at the parts where you're talking about porking. Yeah, uh, well, uh, uh, Y'all do what you want with your your kids. I don't give a shit, but don't just don't make me feel bad about it. Oh no, it's my choice. I'm I'm the bad parent, not you. <laughs> uh, Keith was uh, checking out the movie. Said, uh, and my dogs were too. They watched Anniversary. There you can see them. They're just oddly looking at the screen in Jaybird. <laughs> yeah, like character. what? What Boog. is this? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on there? Uh, um, and, uh, Kristen said, I was watching the uh, live feed of the red carpet. And in the very beginning, there are these two women that come up to Denny saying that their costume is Abe Lincoln at the movie theater. <laughs> Did you see that costume? I don't, I don't think I saw oh, that it one. Was something I think else. I missed that one. Of all the ones that were there, there were just so many. As there I was, were so many amazing I costumes. Know, as I was walking down the red carpet, I was trying to drink it all in, but I you know, kind of keep it moving and all that. So there was just too much. I was overwhelmed <laughs> with everything. There was just too much to see. I've, too much. It was yeah. like a fun, fun house. It was. There was just too much for the eyes. So many fun, creative costumes yeah. that, yeah, you had to stop and talk to the individual for a minute, and they explain their costume, and you're like, oh, my gosh, that is so fun. Funny. I, I want to say that I think it was Abraham Lincoln at the theater after he got blown. Yeah, he, after they got shot, they had brains all over him. <laughs> oh 
And she said, uh, now, and we're in a theater. Right. Yeah. She said, now I'm not one of those sensitive people and I love good costume and a dark joke, but I mean, it seems a little fucked up. It is <laughs> fucked up. I even show my husband cause he's even less sensitive than me. And he was like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> It's fucked up because we're in a theater, and so I love yeah. it. I think I just think it's just. Yeah. I yeah. guarantee you that they were from the seven seven two. I respect yeah. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I just I that was that really was some of the best costumes I've ever seen. Amen. But, but they were all so unique and specific and weird and odd, and a lot of them were tailor-made to our show, so I'm going to be biased. But there were, were two yeah. guys dressed as you, and one of them tricked Rocco. Rocco tried to bring one of those guys up to the VIP area because he thought he was bringing Jaybird. I mean, he tricked him pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you had two different versions of yourself walking around the room, and then you weren't yourself. You were Vlad. It was amazing. <laughs> I know you couldn't recognize me. No. <laughs> Uh, Michael said, with all the talk about uh, zombies going out uh, on now more than ever due to Halloween, I think we should focus on the freaky-ass real-world shit more. Has KBJ heard of horsehair worm? It's a worm parasite that can control something it infects. So pretty much a zombie worm living in today's world. Scientists in Japan recently discovered that they do this by stealing the genes of whatever it infects, resulting in them essentially controlling their host. Wow. They're only known to infect grasshoppers, crickets, beetles, and various other insects. But who's to say there isn't a variation out there that can control humans? I mean, we keep discovering new species that do some crazy shit. Jaybird always talks about, uh, you know, some stuff that's out there and we haven't tapped into it yet. And I believe it. Take the octopus, for example. It's so strange that some scientists have even suggested it evolved from asteroid bacteria that traveled from interstellar space. Oh, yeah. There's definitely some people that think aliens from outer space or whatever you want to call it, something from the great beyond could possibly be in our ocean or has been in our ocean. And there's many different theories. And I won't bore you with it, Virginia. Virginia? Already bored. Already. Too late. Too late. Come on, motherfucker. I got to listen to the dirt twice. When you say octopus, I think sushi. I'm thinking about something else. Let's eat. (laughs) You could be eating an alien. That that might be what you're actually eating, Virginia. Damn. Does that give you pause to think that you just ordered alien and you've just eaten it? I ate E.T. I just think we haven't tapped into a lot of stuff. Our species. Uh I feel bad when I eat octopus because I watched like part of that octopus documentary and then I'm like, Oh, shit. I loved that documentary. thought it was so good. And then I talked to Denny's and his wife, Jen, after. And they totally turned me on it and made me think that guy was such a dick and a terrible husband. Really? Because he's never around. (laughs) All he's doing is dicking around these octopus. (laughs) Has his love affair with an octopus. And his kids growing up, never spending any time with them. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you're right. The guy's a dick. (laughs) Then he just lets the fucking octopus die. Well... Spoiler alert! Yeah, a big spoiler show today. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. But it's kind of fucked up. Aren't they supposed to be really smart? Yeah, they're supposed to be. Which, supposed to be. You know, that might make you think. Maybe there's something to it. If they're that smart, maybe they are of an alien origin. But what kind of smart are they supposed to be? You know, sometimes a dog yeah. will know. You know. Certain little tricks go, my dog's so smart. But he can't do my taxes. No, but neither can right. an octopus. Unless you're <laughs> neither octopus. can I. Yeah, I can't do it either. It's <laughs> a good point. You're right. One, one. Octopus, Shit. us. You're right. <laughs> but how are they smart, though? I guess. I'm, what, what, what the 
fuck am I asking? You're right. I'll, I'll Google it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Rhonda sent this in about a little St. Augustine ghost story, and I love history, and I did not even know this one. This is pretty fascinating. She said, I teach eighth grade American history in Palm Beach County. We cover the Seminole Wars, usually in March. And <laughs> you just said Seminole. <laughs> Seminole. Yeah. Uh, she said, uh, not sure if you know the story, but uh, Chief Osceola was a fierce leader of the Seminoles. The U.S. Army was trying so hard to remove the Seminoles from Florida from 1816 to like 1858. But they're having such a difficult time because they would hide out in the Everglades. They actually managed to live there. For quite some time. So the Seminoles are in the Everglades, and Osceola, who was a fiery and fierce warrior, was actually kind of duped and eluded capture, but they deceived him with a flag of truce and oh. then arrested him. Oh. They've been wetting his ass? Ticks, man. What dicks? Damn. Then they took him to St. Augustine, where he stayed briefly at the Castillo de San Marcos, originally a Spanish fort. Here he met Dr. Whedon, an American army surgeon. Osceola had quinsy at the time, which is a terrible throat bacterial infection. And he was attended to by Dr. Whedon, who made it a point to become good friends with Native Americans. Well, Dr. Whedon accompanied Osceola to Fort Moultrie in South Carolina, and Osceola died a couple months later from his illness. Dr. Whedon was left in charge of preparing the body, and when preparing his body, this jerk of a doctor cut off Osceola's head. What? And brought it back to St. Augustine so he could display it in his drugstore. Native American heads were prized possessions at the time. Supposedly, he also would bring the head home and would hang it up on his children's bedpost overnight if the children were misbehaving as a punishment. Holy crudballs. What a dick dad. It has been reported that a headless ghost wanders the chambers of the Castillo de San Marcos, and many believe it could be Chief Osceola. I mean, that's some, that's some messed up stuff to do. Messed up, man. Imagine that. Imagine really that's your punishment. You mess up, and then Fat Kevin goes to bed, and there's a severed head above where you sleep at night. And you can't even be a whiny bitch about it because there's probably going to be another head that goes over you. That's unreal. That really is, man. Old-timey parents, man. My, my mom would talk about her parents and how that cat of nine tails. You heard of that kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, you told me about I that. Mean, those, those, that was a thing back then, though. It wasn't just at my mom's house. They would have a... A big old stick with nine belts on it, and it was called the Cat of Nine Tails. People in yesteryear would fuck were, up your kids. People with yesteryear it. were dicks, man. They, yesteryear people were dicks. Right. Really weird. They Gosh, were. what assholes! But, but when did it start turning? Would you say the '60s? It's because I feel like even '50s. I don't know. There's some dicks out there still holding on. I feel like there's always going to be dicks, but where the majority becomes now the minority. Because it seemed like back in the day, kids were just getting their asses kicked left and right back in old-timey mm. days. Yeah. When did it start turning to where it was such a thing where people go, we got to get involved. There, there's child abuse laws. Yeah. You can't be hitting kids like that. I, I mean, you, you had eras where they tried to become more reformed, Renaissance era and things like that, where they wanted to be more civilized. And so they tried to do that. I think I think the two world wars really kind of readjusted a lot of people because – 
you started to get in World War One. That was when they really brought out the machine gun, and they weren't ready for stuff like that. Sure. And I remember hearing a podcaster talking about the first soldiers. They were kind of going in used to the old musket days, and they got their <laughs> yeah. little hats on, like, off to war we go. Where's our so, drummer? Somebody breaks out a machine, goes, bah, and mows down like 300 guys in a second. He's like, shit, did I just do that? And then people are like, what the hell just happened? And they were killing 75,000 people a day. I mean, I know we've heard of what's going on in Israel. But you imagine 75,000 people mowed down in a day. When, especially when it's the first time seeing it. You're going, yes. what was that? And I think I think people were shook to their core. They were just like, whoa, man. It was a whole new level of violence. And that, then with the atomic bomb and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Dropping that stuff. And I think people said, you know what? I don't know if we can be dicks like we were because that's going to set people off. I mean, you look at what's happening in the Middle East right now. It, it takes, you know, a couple hundred dead, and all of a sudden the world is teetering on the brink of, you know, everything that's going on. So that would be my guess. I think it's been a gradual thing. But, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of dicks here in the 1800s. I did I'd not heard those stories, but, man, they were terrible to Native Americans. I'm sure, too, the terrible. Great Depression didn't soften people up. Back, you know. Yeah. Every picture I see just from the, the – Everyone looks so her mad. It made them harder. But I don't know if yeah. they were allowed to smile either, because I think motherfuckers oh, yeah. had some messed up teeth as well. No, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, everything we go through, I know we got inflation all that right now, but that ain't nothing, man. The people that went through that kind of stuff, it's crazy. It was crazy stuff. Yeah, I remember one time my, uh, my mom, she had gone to the Netherlands as an exchange student, and I was talking to that guy, and he was around during World War II. Uh, he was in the Dutch underground because the Nazis had taken over. And they were like eating dirt and uh, yeah, they they tulip bulbs was what they lived on. Damn, like, that's terrible. But I think that wasn't there a reason why you weren't supposed to smile back in the day? Yeah, something to do with the teeth. I thought maybe. Well, I mean, I think it was less teeth. I think it was more about how long it took to take the photo. It wasn't like today where it's like chink real quick. You would open up the aperture of the camera and you would have to sit perfectly still. So holding a smile for that long was tough. And if you moved your mouth in the slightest, it would come out blurred. So people wouldn't smile or move. You'd have to just sit there for minutes before it would, you know, fully take your picture. Gosh, this is such a history podcast today. It has. I know. Virginia's like uh, full out. She's just laid down. She's been so quiet. I'm surfing YouTube. I'm looking at one Randy Pennington's page. Oh, are you looking at my dad's YouTube page? Yeah, he puts up some some guitar stuff. Mm-hmm. My, my dad can jam. I love it. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
Talking about uh, horrifying stories, uh, Drew had sent this in. Jaybird, your pizza place that uh, you rave about uh, shut down for a day because of the amount of roaches. What? Pizza place? Said it's uh, kind of crazy that it required only shut down for 24 hours. What? Starts what? with a D. It starts with a D? Uh-huh. Is this, uh, is this a place that you'd uh, talked about? I have never talked about that place. Okay. That's not mine. But okay. I guess, guess what? Not going. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard you mention that Never. I've place. never mentioned yeah. that, no. Okay. Did you uh, ever talk about one that uh, starts with a J? J-A-C. There's another J-A-C. restaurant that was on that. It came out of the Sun Sentinel because they always, they always post up those stories of the places that got, had health violations. Always in the paper, man. J-A-C. Jacinto's, I think, was the name of it. Jacinto's. Jacinto's no. or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. No. Okay, so then, yeah, you got the wrong place. I, so you every time you give me that list, or you, you read that list off, and it, when it, they do the, there's usually like, like 10 places on the list that didn't pass the code. I glance at it. I always do to see. There's one place that you had said, and I st- I've gone there. I went there twice since it's been on the list, and the first time I was so hungry, it, did, it wasn't a factor. Yeah. The second time I went there, I walked in. And yeah. This is after you had had them on that list, and you right. know what place it is because yeah. you, we, uh, you know, uh, maggot place, right? No. Oh, another place we like a lot. Uh-huh. I walked in, and the floor was very sticky, yeah. and that grosses me out, man. Yeah. I feel like if your floor is sticky like that, I just, I don't know, it's like someone pissed all over the floor. Yeah, no, it's it's a good sign. If you're sticking to stuff, the menus are dry. I mean, you know, we always talk about that. And it was on that list, and the second time I went in there, I, I was having a tough time enjoying my meal. The lettuce felt withered. Yeah. I think if they're storing stuff weird, they get flagged for that. One of them got flagged for objectionable odors. What does that mean? Well, because there's always a source. So if there's a bad odor. Objectionable odor means something smell like shit. <laughs> That's a terrible game. You ever had that where you're sitting there? I'm sitting at a place <laughs> in my house today, and there's an objectionable odor. I'm like, something is originating that smell. You're what like, is all that? Right. It is, it's a horrible game. And I, I couldn't even play place it. what it was. I knew it was just it was not a good smell. It was a bad smell, but I couldn't even place what it was. That's when you got to just get to the source. Yeah. Gosh. But it's such a horrifying moment when you you know you've gotten to the source and you might have to either open a cupboard. <laughs> yeah. So you just, there's something behind this door. People want me to say the restaurant. I, I don't want to do that to them. That's not cool. You can look it up. I just yeah. looked it up. But There's two places that got flagged in the past couple of days, so you can go it find it. Sun Sentinel had it, too. Well, I'll yes. Th- I'll talk Sun about- Sentinel had it also. Uh, Palm Beach Post had it as well. Well, okay. there's one Kevin had said a while ago. And I ever ever since you said it, I've struggled to go there, and I just yeah. noticed after being on that list, you would think, all right, they're gonna keep their nose clean, and I'm going in there and I'm sticking to shit. I'm like, eh, eh. it's yeah. I always and I that's why I, I do kind of read what it was about because there are some that it's not that big a deal. You're right, I, I agree. So but- I always want to qualify. That and not, they're not all the same. Okay. Even me, close. I'll throw a couple at you and you tell me if it bothers you or not. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Food being left out too long and there's some crumbs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Roach leggings. <laughs> 
like the roaches wore like Lululemon. <laughs> he has jazzercise pantyhose on. That's a that's a little that's a little more intense because where there's hard, one. It's hard to get leggings on a roach. Have you ever tried? Okay, uh, how about this? RTs, rat turds. <laughs> All right, rat turds. I'm out, man. Rat Me too. Works. I feel That's like it. Yeah. Rat turds means there's rats. Are you, yeah. You're cool. You're okay with no, RTs. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. No. Oh. I, I'm probably not. You know, because I'm. I'm thinking. I. I went one time and had an actual moving maggot on my plate. And you went back to that place. I did. And yeah. you still go back. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do. No. Not. Not. Not the same exact restaurant, but it was a chain. It was a national chain. For me. And I have gone back to the uh, the chain. For and me. Other locations. A maggot. I'm out. Yeah, and then I, y- y'all don't see me again. Because okay. every time I go, I'm going to think about that maggot. And there's so many other places I can go that don't make me think about maggots. But what if it was a national chain? Would you go to another chain from that? Because they're all separate, right? Or do you treat them as all the same? I don't go to a lot of national chains anyway. I'm a chain guy. And, and, and I'll tell you this honestly. I've told you the story of where a loved one of mine worked at in the kitchen and they saw the guy scratching his balls and nards and then handling the salad yeah. and putting it out and doing all that kind of stuff. And it, yeah. it became a thing. Mm-hmm. And that was a chain. And it's hard for me to go there. Even when I'm eating their yeah. soups, their soup, I have a tough <laughs> a time. Soup? I just, I just I feel like that one guy with his ball rubbing and scratching ruined it for everybody. It's such as life. Yeah. One insect can damage so much grain. But that's just, that's what you saw. Every place you go to, you I know. probably have the ball scratcher. That's why I can't even, when I, when I have a seat at a restaurant and I'm facing the kitchen and the door yeah. can swing open. You don't want to see. I do not. I, I, I don't want to know. Some people, like, they have, uh, is it uh, Buca de Beppe or someplace like that has actual table in the kitchen. So they you do. sit there and watch them prepare. Oh, I love that. I, so, yeah, like Virginia, some people love that. Upscale places, like, that's a big deal. A chef's table in an upscale place, that is very fun, very fancy. You like it, kind of Benny Hanna style. And you usually, you you sit there and then you eat whatever they serve you. Like, you do, like, five or six courses, but it's a preset thing that's supposed to be a tasting menu, that's supposed to have, like, a, a theme, and then wine pairings, and it's like a special experience. Would you want to know? Because after you told me about the one, <clears throat> excuse me, the one place... I kind of wish I didn't know. I, I, I think being ignorant yeah. and not knowing, ignorance is bliss, man. I, th- I think you got to gamble. And I, I think you've got to let your senses guide you when you walk into a place. Those senses being what are you feeling? What are you smelling? What are you touching? Do you feel safe? Yes. And then <laughs> what is it saying to you? And if you sit down like, okay, it looks clean. The smells are good. I'm not sticking to anything. The menu seems great. The people don't look like they're juggling their balls in the back room because <laughs> there is a look to that guy. There is. And I, I'm like, okay, I, I've got faith and I and I rest. I'm going to go and, and enjoy. I, I'm going to say I don't like the, the fancy fuck face way of having people right in front of me. I, I would rather not know what's going on. I, that can get uncomfortable. Sometimes the Benny Hanna thing can get uncomfortable. If the person's, their jokes aren't hitting and they're having an off night. I don't know, Virginia. Benny Hanna to me and a chef's table in a fancy restaurant are very different. 
Yeah. Am I are. am I just speaking like just uh, It's an apple orange kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> you sound a little sophomoric. <laughs> yeah. But have you ever seen one of those guys though, Hibachi that had an off night? Like, yes. like lost a finger or his oh. knife goes flying into the wall. Lost or anything a like finger. That? No, I'm just wondering, like, is <laughs> if you had video of the worst hibachi nights ever, like what kind of hibachi fails could you put together? But, I, I I say that because I've never once seen anyone work on a hibachi that wasn't amazing. They nailed every trick. We went down to the Keys one time and it was the the Benihana's and the the Friday night we went there and it was it was a group of a bunch of different kinds of people there and I didn't know everybody there. And the first night it was a great time. The guy doing it his jokes are hitting. Yeah. Everyone's laughing. We go back the second night, and it's yeah. the same guy. Uh-huh. And one of the guys in the group is really drunk. Uh-oh. And the guy starts doing the same jokes. And oh, the drunk guys no. go, you did these jokes last night. So oh, he's heckling come on, the guy. Man. Come who, on, man. And it was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, and dude. You, and you could tell like, people are yelling at the guy that was heckling at the one guy. Yeah. It was terrible. It was an uncomfortable on, situation. Oh, Hashtag Hibachi Fails is a thing on YouTube and on TikTok. Is it really? Oh, Hibachi oh, Fails. Because, I, I, I mean, you got flames, you got knives. <laughs> it's so much going at once that yeah. if it goes bad, it could be really figgity fuck. Oh, and you got drunks, and yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that really could go wrong. Oh, Key West, you know people are going to be drunk, and that's yeah. where it was at. Oh, they, they must deal with so much shit. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would be tough to be a hibachi chef in Key West. And to get heckled tough. while you're doing that? <laughs> That'd be tough. About, they're, they're in Vegas. Yeah, oh, yeah, about not having a good enough jokes. But these basically say you're a hack. Oh, get some new material. Yeah. Yeah, but but you should probably get two two routines, maybe. Yeah, an alternative night to night in case you get back to back. But then you're like, I mean, and I wonder, do hibachi chefs get called out for stealing other hibachi chefs' jokes? <laughs> exactly. Is it original material, or do they have a guide of okay, here's all your jokes, learn them? He's like, dude, that's my joke. Yeah. Well, everyone knows. You're, Could you I, see two hibachi guys? Could you imagine he comes out of the kitchen with a knife and they're going at it? Because oh my you stole my act, and like there's chaos. Hibachi on hibachi fight. That would be so unbelievable. I would tip so hard if I got to see hibachi f- chef on chef fight. Well, you know in the history of hibachi, that's happened. It you know happen. it happened. Somebody took someone's material. It'd be a great scene in a movie because it's all a competition. That's totally. my joke. <laughs> I feel like they all know though. If anything goes wrong, yeah. Instantly go to the onion with the volcano. I feel like that's a crowd. <laughs> it is. It's your, it's your reset. It it's your reset. reset. There's video, yeah. though, of the onion going wrong and flying into the people that are sitting <laughs> oh, there. Oh, that's amazing. Hashtag hibachi fails. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be so terrible because, you know, people are going to get mad at you. That's what I always wondered. That and the egg flip and then they catch the egg on the spatula and it cracks on either side. That to me, that's, that's one of my favorites. Volcano's number one, though. Yeah, the onion volcano is awesome. The catch the egg in the hat is cool. I like, too, when they um, they mess with, like, one person in the crowd. They'll pick, like, somebody who's just like, oh, I want all vegetables, and I want them al dente. Like, they'll start to just F with that one person. But be careful if you're in the Keys, because that one person might start heckling you. It's to do a weird thing. <laughs> but do they, do the hibachi chefs try to come up with new tricks, they got to work on material and visual mm-hmm. things. Yeah. I, mean, I hope they get they get paid good. I hope 
They do, and you can tip them extra. They do appreciate the extra tip because you are like they are going above and beyond. So I'd imagine that's why you do work on those routines because that's kind mm. of yeah. But do they ever change it up and and how often? Because they are there. It's this. It seems like it's about the same jokes and the same acts every place you go. I don't know. I've seen them sometimes bring in some props too and like work in different props. I've I, seen the. Is it like uh, they have the one bottle that's a trick bottle and it. Squirt something out. Water. Yeah. It's got a ribbon on it. Yeah, I think I've seen that. And I've seen, have you seen where they take the shrimp tails and they'll flick those around? They either flick them in their hat or sometimes I've seen them flick food for someone to catch. I love yes. that. Yeah, I think I've seen that. That's Jay Bird would be good at that. You catch mm-hmm. good in your mouth. Yes. Oh. All right. <laughs> Very. I saw him do it at Pride Fest. I mean, that just sounds <laughs> I didn't mean it to sound sexual, but boy. Well, even the way you slow down your voice. I've seen Gamer. (laughs) (laughs) That panda, what a lucky guy. (laughs) (laughs) Engineer Key sent this in uh, about the electric discharge. You're talking about how you got uh, static electricity issues. You're always shocking people. He's also in the KVJ horror movie. I saw he's, him. He's an extra. He's like three different people in the movie. Okay. He was in the uh, in in the town. He was yes. a townie. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he said, yeah, there's two basic things in electrical theory, conductors and insulators. Humans, in most cases, are insulator. Insulators do not move electrons easily. Conductors, conversely, do. There's a phenomenon called triboelectric effect in which insulators rub together. They transfer electrons from one insulator to the other. So if you are an insulator and you rub against a couch, which is an insulator, to stand up, you build a charge. And the first time you make contact with something that can conduct electricity, you discharge the charge and feel a zap. So it's not something in your DNA that makes a person get zapped more. In fact, Christina said, you know, I think it's because all Jaybird's clothes are synthetic. Damn, I think that's a diss. Pretty sure it's a diss, but he's a polyester princess. I yeah. do, I, I do like to get some shit from Amazon Prime. Maybe which the is, material, I don't know. And I, I talk a lot of shit about Walmart, but boy, I am a sucker for a goofy shirt from a Walmart. Yeah, they, they'll, they'll sometimes do an old school '80s or a yeah, I get it, fun. But you watch it four times, and you go from hey, this shirt fits to oh my gosh, my titties are popping right now in this thing. Mm-hmm. So it's called cultivating an act. You're a, I noticed you, your titties don't pop in your shirts. You kind of wear bigger shirts these days. Did, did you go up a size? No, I'm, I'm, I've been, uh, since I you know dropped a couple of the LBs back about three, three and a half years ago, I'm, I'm, I'm a medium, stick medium for the most part. You're happier now? Yeah, it's, it's nice. I can move around a little bit and uh, not there, be so heavy. Are there times you miss getting swole? No, I don't. No, I, I don't have the pain I used to have. I was always so sore. Oh, it hurt. Yeah, and I'm, you're just thick too. You're like heavy yes. to carry yourself around. Well, and then you had to eat so much, and that was a chore. And it was just it was it was time at the gym. It was time cooking. It was all that kind of stuff. You would and, you would eat do, during the show. I remember. Yeah, that I would. I'd have day. to. I'd eat like every two and a half hours. It's just it's it's protein, bro. They, they look like that processed yeah, chicken. It was too much. I'm I'm so happy to be a pussy now. <laughs> People would be so scared of you back then. Like, oh yeah, Kevin. Kevin got scared. Yeah. 
Well, there was a lot there. You were built like a fucking tank. I was, yeah. Was, I was missed the dude. intimidation factor. I missed right. that. I'm all about like intimidation. And, and calling him hot dog neck was very fun. It was. Yeah. And talking to him, making fun of buys and tries. He was the most peaceful hot dog neck, though, you ever did meet. But, but meatheads are so fun to make fun of. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, got an email from Daniel. He said, don't know if you guys are aware, but uh, when opening YouTube and typing KBJ, there is always church ads on your YouTube page that comes up. Because that fits. Hmm. Okay. All right. You know, I, I wonder how that is. Because, you know, for me, I always get uh, Ideal Nutrition, you know, who I endorse on the show. And I'm, I'm always wondering, I'm like, going, gosh, are they advertising that much? Or is it just... Somehow it's heard and it's feeding me ads that it knows that I want. But then at that point, I'm like, I want to tell them, you know, guys, I already kind of endorse them and I always already buy the products. You're kind of wasting the the ad. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I love it. I think, too, it sees your search history. I think it sees what you've looked for. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of play like that. So I'm I'm just wondering what that's saying to the person who's getting the uh, church ads. Well, welcome to our church. Of insanity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, my fun Spanish word of the day. I kind of like this. Pantano. Okay. Pantano. Can, can you do this sentence? I can try to guess what it is. El I know a friend. His name is Joe Pantano. <laughs> yeah. He was in the movie. That's right. Yeah, it's close to his name. Pantano is swamp. Oh. Oh, I, I kind of guessed it if you use it in a sentence. Una criatura misteriosa vive en este pantano. Oh, Pantano, uh, Verde. Verde, Pantano. Green? Yes. Okay. I live in a mysterious swamp. Uh, No, una criatura misteriosa vive en este pantona is a mysterious creature lives in the swamp. In this swamp, sorry. Okay, there's your sentence for it. I like it. Swamp. Pantona. Pantona? Pantono. Pantono. Pantono es con que pesa. Pantono. Pantono. What's that? Uh, Pantona es con que uh, casa. Yeah, I figure swamp is a good word for us to uh, know in Spanish. Oh, right. Pantono. Did Pantono. I, did I do okay there? I think, yeah. yeah. What did I say? What was I trying to say? Say it again. Shit. <laughs> Panca- uh, fun. Oh, man, it was so good. Pantono. Just, you know, Pantano. 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 <laughs> Oh man, it was so good. No, it wasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I might have overhyped. Pantano. <laughs> Gotta remember that. One. I just, uh, I try. <laughs> I try to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, got an email here from Cynthia. She said, This kind of humor reminds me of your show. This is just too good not to share and actually restores my faith that humanity has not lost all of its sense of humor. It's from the Stewart Animal Hospital. It says, Falls out, balls out. Okay. Yeah. All right. I love it. They want you to get your pet spayed or neutered. There you go. Balls out. And there are, just like humans, there are some dogs that love to pork just a little bit more than others. I mean. And just like humans, there's some humans that should be spayed. The, the, no, she's right. There, there's, there, there's just some people that really have a sex drive. We had a dog back in Lake Park. Mm. And holy shit, did this dog love to just get its fuck on. You blew him every okay. night. I mean, this dog. <laughs> God, I, just, I don't know why I got a visual when you said that. <laughs> it was, but it was, it was calm and peaceful, and the dog enjoyed it. Her name was Tiffany. <laughs> and Tiffany. 
She liked to get it, Virginia. She did. My goodness. Oh, uh, <laughs> Tiffany. A Doberman. That's slut. A Doberman that yeah. just liked to, uh, yeah. <laughs> ben Doberman. How about that? And you're getting church ads before this. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, man? Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe it fits. All right, y'all have a great Tuesday. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye.